Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Girl of Gen Z podcast. I'm your host, Clarissa, and joining me today is Vicki B and Sammy Z. These ladies are the hosts of the podcast Stumbling Along. Stumbling Along shares what it's like to stumble through your 20s, embracing your inner weirdo while trying to become a boss babe. They share what they've currently been up to and what's in store for 2021. Before we go ahead with the episode, if you could kindly take two minutes to rate this podcast five stars, preferably, and leave a review on the podcast app, that would be very much appreciated. And if you're watching this on YouTube, if you could give this video a quick thumbs up, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, I will forever be grateful. As always, the timestamps of the topics we cover in the episode will be listed in the episode show notes. And without further ado, let's get on into the episode. Hello, Sammy and Vicky. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Good. How are you? Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. I'm so happy to have you guys here today. Um, so these are the two lovely lady hosts from the podcast Stumbling Along. And today we're going to go through a little bit of their journey, you know, what they went to school for, what they're pursuing now how they're balancing the podcast they're you know living in different like countries so we're just gonna we kind of attack it all yeah i'm, I'm excited Amazing. to get started so i want to start with a little bit of an icebreaker question i noticed that Amazing. in a lot of your episodes you guys start with an alcoholic beverage so i think it's only fitting that i ask what is your go-to drink when you are recording I would say for me, probably wine. Um, my family is a big wino family, so we always have a bottle around. So that's my go-to for sure. Sweet. I would say for me, I'm like, if you listen to our podcast, I'm very basic on what I drink. So it's always a gin and tonic, and that's kind of what I go to for everything. So it'd be the podcast as well. Okay. And do you garnish it with like a lime? Are you not a garnish gal or what? Um. I will garnish if it's convenient, but I definitely do not go out of my way to like get it all sorted. I'm very simple. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. And what was, cause I know you guys both went away to post-secondary. So what was kind of your, um, your drink that you were kind of finding yourself like away at school? Like you were like, okay, this is my party drink. Like this is what I drink when I go to pre's before the bar. I always drank like a bottle of cheap wine or <laughs> okay. Or I was drinking vodka sodas at the bars. Okay. I would say that I've had a very, like, experimental, like, me and my house always went through, like, waves. Like, every year of university was kind of, like, a different drink. I remember this one year in second year, I think we all thought we had a lot of money and we would only buy Ciroc. And that was, like, looking back, that is so embarrassing. Like, all, like, we would all pitch and buy Ciroc and we would drink it because we thought it was, like, the best. And it all results in the same night out. So I don't know why we did that. But that's just like a very distinct university moment that I have with drinking. I feel you. I feel like you're going to feel the same after you drink the alcohol. But I will say I do agree with I think that Ciroc goes down so much smoother. Like it doesn't feel like cheap to turn off. Like it, it feels expensive. You're like, this is worth every penny going down right now. And they have the best flavors. They do. I agree. I fully agree. Um, what was I going to say? Did you guys have a dollar beers in your university town? Yes, okay. yes, but I th I've never really bought dollar beers because they were just like the no name beers, right? Yeah, it was trash. Like what everyone would say is it's like the bottom of the barrel beer, like the the grossest of the yes. grossest that you'd be paying for. So for our listeners that don't know, at least in 
kind of the university towns I'm assuming you guys went to, we'll get into. Um, there was, I don't know if it was one night a week for you, depending where you were, but where I was, it was one night a week. It was on Wednesdays and it was dollar beer night and they'd give you these tiny, tiny cups and that would be your dollar of crappy beer and you'd usually get a bunch <laughs> of you and your friends and you'd be just downing it at the bar awful okay I definitely didn't have that I went to school in Ottawa so it was a bigger city so I feel like they never like gave us really cheap deals really you guys never had like like maybe like maybe like four dollar Jaeger shots or like Jaeger bonds but nothing like dollar anything interesting and Sam how about you so I went to Western, so okay. London, Ontario, and yeah, we had Mondays and Wednesdays at Jack's. It was dollar beers, exactly what you were talking about. They would obviously do like a ten a ten dollar limit on like if you wanted to use your cards, so you would have to spend so much money um, and get all of these drinks, and you would just be like carrying them back like this, and there'd be like the hangover the next day was the worst but those were like the best nights yeah things just always got crazy on those nights I agree I agree (laughs) so I guess talking about school let's talk a little bit about what you each went away to school for and kind of your transition out now so who wants to go first absolutely Sam do you want to go first yeah sure I'll go um okay so I went to yeah, I'm like very excited. I like sat up. <laughs> um, so I went to Western University, as I said, for the program Media Information and Techno Culture. So I knew right off the bat I was horrible with math and science and kind of leaned more towards the creatives. Um, and Western was always just a school I wanted to go to. My cousin went there and I was really idolized her for that. So I knew that's where I was going. She did that program like I need to do that program. Um, And also, I just loved it. Um, All my best friends from high school actually did the program as well. So we ended up doing it together and living together. Um, And it was great. It was really good. It started off very slow. I would say I wasn't 100% passionate about the program and considered leaving to go to Ryerson because that was another one of my choices because I really wanted to do fashion as well. But when my parents hinted that I'd have to live at home... (laughs) if I went to Ryerson because it was so close I was like okay no (laughs) I really wanted that (laughs) I really wanted that authentic yeah I wanted that authentic university experience so Western was definitely the call and I'm really happy I stayed and did the four years there it was amazing amazing okay Victoria yeah I went to Carleton University for journalism um we Sam and I applied for the same schools the same programs I was stuck between Ryerson and, um, and Carleton. Um, at the time, I don't know why I wanted to go to Toronto. Like I was really into like, you know, that career driven lifestyle. Like I wanted to be like a career woman. Um, and then I started talking to people who like lived in Ottawa, who went to Carleton and I just like, like the idea of the university experience. And so I ended up choosing Carleton for journalism. And my mom was like, you always had this weird thing for Ottawa when you're younger. So I'm like, not surprised. Interesting. And how did you find that move? Because you're quite a bit away. I remember it was so tough because I was the first one out of my friends to go to university because our frosh week was like a week before. And Sam and my mom and my sister dropped me off. And that first night, I literally cried in my room. I was so sad. And like, I like didn't have anyone I knew. And it was just, it was tough. And then I had an awful roommate the first year. Oh, that doesn't help. Yeah, a tough transitioning year. But I joined a sorority, which really helped. And yeah. What sorority? It it was called Tau Sigma Phi. Okay. Were you in one? I wasn't, but I was very familiar with the Western ones because my roommate was also in one. And I would constantly be hearing about 
the sorority drama, the frat drama, this person rushing with that. Like, it was just, that's all I heard. That's all the lingo that was going on in our house. She knows the lingo. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, Clar- Clarissa, did you go to Western as well? So I went Why to Western, I- but I, and I went for MTP, but I dropped out after like halfway through first year because I felt similar to how you felt with MIT with it. It started off slow and first year you're made, unfortunately, to take a lot of general courses and you're like, is this really what I'm signing up for? Like, I, I yeah. totally envision this to be different. Is this like just a hump I have to get over? And then second year is better. Like, how does this all kind of work out? Um, I was very lucky, though, in to say that I was, um, so I was in Perth. That was the residence I was in. And my whole floor was FIMS. So it was all MIT and MTP people, which were obviously, that was great because we all had the same assignments. Like, we all knew okay. what was going on. Um, but I just realized, and I, I knew this before going away, but it's just in the back of your head, you're exactly like you were saying, Sam, I just want that university experience. So, um, I was like, I'll just stick it out. But I was like, this isn't really my learning style. Like I'd rather just be like with the cameras and with the audio and like with tangible stuff, you know? So when they took our, our program over to, um, Fanshawe to check out all the streams. So there's radio, television, broadcast. And they did their little like speeches, a little student from each um, stream. I was like, oh my God, like I made a mistake. I should have just come here. And I know um, it's hard because you get this tunnel vision of like, oh, if I go for this MTP program, I'll get the university degree and I'll get the diploma. So you're just like, oh, I'll be set. I'll be set. Um, But then I realized like at the end of the day, like I, I couldn't imagine myself doing four years of uni realizing that. I could do something in two years and know that it's like way more catered to kind of my learning style and environment and such. Definitely. I will say when I did tour the campus, I was like, I can't imagine like living on this res. Like the res doesn't feel the same as like Westerns or like I'm sure Carlton's was like, it felt like a community. Whereas like Fanshawe's was like a little apartment building and like that was their res. Like, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel right. Like I, I was like, I could see myself learning here, but not living here. So then I went um, back home. I dropped out for the rest of the semester, made a bunch of money back because I wasted so much going for just one semester and then (laughs) reapplied to Fanshawe for the following year, got in. And then I lived with someone who I met at Western. So this worked out for a second year. So I wasn't in res. Um, And then I just attended Fanshawe. So I I did get the university experience a little bit, got the college experience, got to live away. So I got to kind of try everything. I did. Yeah. I mean, minus the degree. <laughs> no, no, I like honestly feel the same way you did because my program was like the first year was all like fundamental, like learning the fundamentals of journalism. And looking back, I think like I would have, I'm more of like a hands on person too. And I think I would have succeeded or excelled more in a college like practical, uh, like learning, exp- like learning environment but in high school when you're debating going to college and university it's such a stigma to go to college and like college doesn't have that like university experience yeah yeah and I would say there definitely is not as many colleges to choose from to like live away like you don't really hear when you're talking to all your friends imagine grade 12 and you're like what university you're going to you're going to Guelph you're going to Laurier you're going to Western and then you're like, oh, well, I'm going to like this college. Like you do feel a little out of place. And like, even though that may be the best fit for you, you're like, no, nah, I'll try university too. Cause like everyone's doing it. And like, yeah. it's just the experience that you want. But 
I feel like I definitely got a good mix and I really, my eyes really opened to like how things really were, you know, in a huge lecture hall versus a 15, 20 person class. And like you call your prof Absolutely. on their first name basis and you, it's like a more casual conversation. Like people know when you don't show up to class, they're like, oh, it's so-and-so sick. Like is something wrong? Can someone check up on them? It's so much more personable than when you're a lecturer and you're just another number. Yeah. I want to go back to college. I mean, I've never <laughs> I been, know. but I want to go now. Yeah, I'm really, really just hyping it up for you here. Like it's, <laughs> I barely felt like I was in school. Like it was definitely, um, I will say it does feel like you're not working a day in your life when you're doing something you're super passionate and can see yourself doing like all day, every day. You know what I mean? So when you're going to class, you're talking about film or you're talking about like certain characters in all of your favorite movies. Like it's just, it was such a fun discussion all the time. Um, I mean, of course there was certain things that were difficult. Like we learned a little bit of animation. Animation was, you have to be like, have a really good eye for that and the patience because that is a whole <laughs> nother ball game. But um, yeah. So did you do TV yeah, as your stream? Yeah, so I did TV, and then I was the first year of the program that they revamped it. So um, it used to be MTP, and then you'd pick either radio, TV, um, or interactive media. I can't remember the other one. Broadcast journalism, maybe? I think those were the four. And then my first year going in, they renamed like my program just for Fanshawe, television broadcast and film production. So I was like, oh, super sick. So I get to do TV and do film. Um, and then after you get to do both first year, they make you pick in second year. And I was so torn because I was like, oh, I love both so much. Like my end goal is to like be an anchor or like a, a host on a TV show or something. But at like the other spectrum, I really do love like creating and directing and script writing. And I love that whole world. And like, they're like, no, you got to pick. And then this is what you're going to do all year. So I it was hate that. I yeah. know. I was like, why can't we just continue what we did last year? Like, why can't we just get both best of both worlds? I've been looking into like college programs for radio and TV and I, that's exactly what I hate is that like, you can't learn both. You yeah. have to pick one. Like, why do you have to pick yeah. one? I know. And you're like, I want to be versed in both. Like, why not? But I guess you can always do a post-grad. Um, they had awesome post-grads too. Or there was advanced filmmaking that you could do for a year. Um, or you could do just uh, uh, broadcast journalism. Or you could just do, like, there was more after that. So it definitely gave you the options. Um, but yeah. So uh, let's transition to the workforce a little bit. So tell me around when you guys graduated sure. and what your game plan was coming out. I'll let Sam lead this one too. Oh, okay. I guess we'll just um, let so you answer the questions and then I'll, you go first and I'll go second. You'll jump back. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's a good, like we set it. So it's a good pattern. <laughs> No worries. Okay. So I already am forgetting. Vicky B, what year did we graduate? 20... 2019, eight, girl. 2019? <laughs> I like, can't even think far. Okay. Me and Vicky B, I can say we both graduated in 2019. Um, so after that, I had a job lined up because I was working for um, a clothing store um, for social media. If you from Toronto, I worked at Honey. Um, yep. And I did... Um, yeah <laughs> i was helping out with their marketing and social media so i was doing that all throughout university during the summers and they were grateful enough and i was grateful enough they gave me allowed me to have a job after right after starting school there um so i was doing um social media marketing that summer um and then i actually applied for my master's in the uk 
Um, and I hadn't heard back. So that's why I accepted the job. And obviously like two months into the, me having this full-time job, I hear back from the program and they like, I've been accepted. So the program I applied for was global fashion management. So wow. kind of tying back to what I, yeah, what I wanted to do in first year and ended up doing Western. It kind of came full circle and I got, I was able to do this like fashion experience. Um, and I was super torn because I just landed a fashion job, essentially what I wanted. Um, and then I got an opportunity to go and get higher education and get a master's in fashion. And I was like, really like Vicky V can testify. I was really not sure what to do. Really not sure. And then I ended up being like, work will always be there. But I feel like this education is more of like a once in a lifetime opportunity to go away and do that. Um, and my work that and allowed me to even finish the summer working there. And then I took off for a year to the UK and did my master's abroad. Um, the pandemic did cut it short. So I had to come home uh, this March and finish my degree from home. But now I am back in the UK. Okay. Yes. So I what know. made you go back? So you, you came home because of the pandemic and then they allowed you to come back? Or was that a personal choice that you're like, I'd rather just finish up there with a still um, being fine? I... I wanted to come back. I love the UK. I want to work in the UK. I want to do my fashion. I want to start my fashion career in the UK. So my visa, my the visa I'm currently on, it ends January 2021. So I'm like, I'm going to ride out this visa. I paid for it. Um, I'm going to do it. You might as so well. I came back. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And did you already have a mm -hmm. place set up for rent and such? Um, yes. So my roommates that I was previously living with found us a new place. So we all moved into this current house that we are living in now. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Sam, are you going to yeah. tell everyone about the job that you have now? Yeah, sure. So, sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Lex, Vicky's Lexi. like, you're missing such a big part of the story. And she's even like wearing okay. a Burberry shirt right now. Please <gasps> tell everybody. Okay. Okay. So I came back determined to find a job um and i was just applying everywhere and then i landed on this uh seasonal position with burberry for their customer relations um department um and i applied there it was an intense and behold the customer relations hub of burberry is in leeds that's where i'm based so i was like oh this kind of is nice um so i applied there it was an intense process the interviewing process um, it was a phone interview and then they wanted us to prepare a presentation of our personal style. And there was like a briefing, literally a briefing that had like all the things they wanted on it. And then in the second interview, you had to present it to someone over Zoom. And then after that, when you got through the third round, they sent you like a mock email of what like, I guess like a typical email would be that someone would get in this department. And they wanted us to like send back like a mock answer. And then from those three um, interviews, then we got the job. So I am currently working um, for Burberry in Leeds, which is super fun and super corporate. And before, like I said, Honey was very much so a small, intimate family. This is like massive corporation. So totally different, totally different. But I'm really, really liking it. Well, congrats. That's a huge accomplishment. And obviously, Thank such a you. lengthy interview process to even be able to like kind of nail what they're looking for on all of those steps and then it coming to life is just that's wild so how long have you been working there now officially so this has been I'm going on to my second month so it is a contracted um job so I end at the end of January but the stars definitely align because my end date for this contract is the day before my visa ends so it really is like fit perfectly in the time I had left in the UK so it was 
couldn't ask for anything better. And did you have to tell them about your visa situation or did they just, this was what just happened? No, you, you definitely, you need to prove that you're like legal to work in the UK. So I had to give them all of my, um, visa information, my passport, um, okay, all so that they, kind of they stuff. Okay. So they knew when you were going to expire and need to yes, go back. Yes, exactly. Okay. But if they were to extend your job offer, et cetera, would you be able to like reapply to, for like an extension period? How would that work? Oh, oh, the visa life, guys. The visa, know, applying for fun. visas is complicated. Yeah, it's not fun. So there are companies that are sponsorship, they have sponsorship license and they are able to take on people like abroad and like use them. So a company like Burberry, I assume would have that option. So I think it would be possible. Definitely tricky. And I don't think it's called a tier one visa. If a company takes you on and is willing to sponsor you, I've applied for a tier, I think it's, a youth mobility visa so it's two years in the uk um you have to go back to canada to get it so that's why i'm going i'm going to go back home and get it but it's definitely not made with the intention of starting a career it's more made for like post-grad you just want to go travel make some money have fun that's more so what the visa is made for but you can get a job on it so i've applied for that as a back as a like fallback plan but i'm really hoping that something i can work something out i would love to stay with the company yeah that's amazing and vicky how about you all right. Well, um, so graduated in 2019. Um, the last year of university, I kind of switched. Like I wanted to basically be like, I switched from wanting to be like a Carrie Bradshaw to wanting to be like Samantha Jones from Sex and the City. <laughs> I wanted to be like the, the PR woman planning events and campaigns. So I did a lot of networking in my last year and found this company I really wanted to work for. And then networked with them and then when we were in thailand i got an internship there so my internship started like two weeks after we got back from our grad trip in thailand um and i worked there for about six months and i didn't like it wasn't what i thought it would be like it i thought like it i thought i knew what i wanted to do and i thought it would all like click into place once you're like doing the thing you're supposed to be doing and it didn't so I was kind of like just disappointed that like my whole plan was just like for sure and then I didn't end up I wanted to get like hired after my internship but it was a really small office and they're all senior positions there so they're like there's no work for a junior person here to do so I didn't get hired there after and I was so upset even though like I, d I knew I didn't really want to continue with it I was still just like what the heck am I going to do now? <laughs> um, and that was like a bit of a stumble. And then I worked at Joey for a bit and then came the restaurant, home. Joey restaurant. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was there for a short stint. Were you serving? No, I was just hostessing. I was also there for like a three month short stint. I thought I would, because I was in Ottawa at the time. I had to like move back to Ottawa. So right. I was like trying to figure out what my next step was and I was like living in this house with eight other girls that I didn't know because that it was is such... a lot of females it was like so last minute. it was so last minute so I didn't like couldn't find anything didn't, didn't have a these... choice <laughs> yeah so it was the only thing I found it was like relatively like affordable um so and it was just like no one was friends in the house it was awkward um people just like came and go and their rent like came and go so like I was friends with one girl but she was gone like two months later so it was like, like a revolving door constantly it was Literally. such a time and I was having 
such a rough go just trying to figure out what I really wanted to do. So I ended up moving home, thought like I would work in restaurant for like a year and save money to travel. But then as soon as I moved home is when the pandemic started and we kind of all went on lockdown. So now I'm just like, I have a like a few freelance like comms jobs, like social media, podcast editing jobs that I'm doing while I'm trying to figure my life out. But right now I'm kind of like interested in going back into journalism. So I'm going to explore that route. I don't know. I'm confused. I hope everyone can relate to that. Oh, yeah. That feeling. For sure. Do you guys know the entrepreneur Gary V? I feel like you'd be living yeah, in a rock of him. Um, But he is like notorious for saying that your 20s, like your entire 20s are for like effing up, like learning from them, trying different things, doing the odds and ends job, starting your career, not starting your career. Like there's no black and white outline of how it should be. But I feel like it's hard. Like, I don't know what kind of households you've like come from, but with traditional parents and the very like, okay, after this, you go to your nine to five or you're going back to a postgrad. Um, yeah. So I feel like it can be tricky, but like, yeah, exactly. I've seen it both ways. I've seen people, you know, start their career. And I've also seen people be like, you know, what? I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to figure this out. Exactly. And I feel like even yeah. if you do want to like explore, like it's hard to like just break away from that like normal path that's like, but everyone else seems like they've got it figured out, but I don't. And like, I want to explore different routes, but it feels like I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. I also kind of blame our education system because we are like cattle from like age zero to like 20. Yeah. And we just, there's the steps. There's always something like whether it's college, university, like the next grade, whatever you're just like, or if you're in sports, like there's always something next to get to. And then you finish your like, well, so you finish college university and then you're just like there. And it's like, I've been like told what to do essentially my whole life. If you, most people have, and then you're like, okay, now what? And I feel like that's just like a lot to be hit with right out of university. Where it's like all in your hands now. You're like, okay, this is my education. Yeah. Now go do as you please with what you've learned and go make your connections and start from scratch. And it's like, uh, you know, they didn't really teach this in school. Like the whole networking or just like how realistic it's going to be when you're out. Yeah. Yeah. For how sure. do you, how do you, yeah, do actual everyday things other than like sitting in lectures taking notes and like texting on your computer when you're supposed to be listening. Like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I'm not really sure what else to do. <laughs> that is so accurate. <laughs> so accurate. Um, so what made you want to co-host a podcast together? When did you guys have this little realization moment? Um, so in our last Nikki year, P, universe, I feel like you need to take this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in our last year <laughs> of university, we started to feel the pressure of like, what are we going to do for with the rest of our lives? And both coming from a media background and like our traditional parents saying that like, you have to like, you know, grind when you're young and work your way up. Like we were so ready to do that. We, we also wanted something that was our own and that we could have while we were like working our way up. So, and we also both come from media backgrounds. So we wanted to do like, I wanted to do a blog because I'm a, I like writing, but Sam Makes had sense. the idea. <laughs> Sam had the idea of um, the podcast, and somehow it evolved. I think because we were struggling a lot with trying to figure out how to navigate our twenties, yeah. 
it evolved into the idea of helping other women navigate their 20s and creating that community where we could all like stumble together and kind of normalize that stumble because I feel like no one really talks about struggles in your 20s and it's just like everyone's pretending to loving to be in love with their careers or like working their way through the milestones of life right so yeah mm-hmm. that's why we created stumbling along and how'd you guys come up with the name was it exactly that you're like oh I just feel like I'm stumbling through my 20s like what was the moment like where you came up with the, the name well um we originally actually had like a completely different name. So we really wanted to play on the idea of drinking on the podcast as well as being kind of from starting and grinding all the way up. So the original name of the podcast was actually going to be Bottoms Up um, because you're swear. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm not really sure. I think we thought it was like funny and like quirky for like five minutes. And then we're like, okay, but we will get to the top at some point. We need a, a title. <laughs> like this won't make sense <laughs> in a year. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, we need something that will carry on through it. We can like something that we can always go back and be very relatable. And that's kind of when stumbling along came to be. Um, and I think that that was a wise choice because originally we started off with stumbling along through postgrad, and it was very much focused on our first year of this podcast was very much focused on like right out the gates, what you do. And I think now it's like just more so lifestyle and all the different ways that 20 year old stumbles, 20 something stumbles. So I'm happy we switched it to stumbling along. <laughs> Okay. And how did you guys come up with some of the themes, I I guess, that you're promoting on your podcast or these conversations you have? So the one episode where you share like poop stories and like your stumblers poop stories, like how, (laughs) I I just feel like I've seen such a variety across like your episodes. So like, how do you guys like narrow down and go, okay, so this episode, this is what we're talking about. Uh, Sam, do you want me to take this? Yeah, go ahead. So, okay. So our first episode, if you listen back, we had this idea that would be like about three themes, like balance, how to balance your lifestyle, how to like traveling and being a boss. Like we're like, this is what we're going to talk about. And then in our first year, I think it was just like trial and error. Like we didn't end up talking about only those three things. Like maybe like not even like maybe more boss babes than anything. Right. Um, so it's just trial and error and then trying to fi- find our voice and like what like what our listeners liked and then we're both like we both kind of giggle at you know poops like pooping your pants stories so we just thought like that would be a fun idea to get people to submit stories comfortable and it was funny. Yeah. yeah I think it's super lighthearted and it just makes it personable it's like these people are humans just like me and It was like, honestly, my favorite episode ever. It was so funny. And it like, we just love like, we've kind of come up with this formula where we do like an interactive story where like, our listeners submit in a story or we do something that's like, vulnerable, and then something that's like topical, and something kind of like, worked into those templates. So it took a while. So we played around for the first year. And now we've kind of figured it out. I'm sure it will change again. Right. And do you Absolutely. guys have some type of forum for people to submit or do you make like a Q&A like box and people submit or how, how can they submit stories when you do more Every- interactive episodes? Yeah, everything for that, we really run through our social, our Instagram page. I feel like Instagram stories, just whether with a poll or with like drop in your answers here, that's usually how we get most of our answers for the stories. And it works really well. Um, I think our following on social media is quite interactive in that way. So it does, it does work well. Yeah, you guys have quite a 
good following too for only being at it as long as you have like I'm so proud of you guys for like coming so far already in such like a short stint it feels like thank you so much that means a lot sometimes it's like when you're in the moment like it's hard to see like you know how the growth sometimes so it's totally totally or when you get a really good guest you're like holy crap like that episode was so much better than I thought it would go or like I'm so thankful that they gave me their time to talk to them like that's definitely one that will always like like I'll have a memory of you know what I mean yeah exactly did you have doubts about the podcast struggling when Sammy moved away um I for me like so when we started okay the first time so we recorded like four episodes before she left okay good and then, pre-recorded we love pre-recorded yeah so then we, we like we didn't like even release them until like months later because we were so scared and then honestly like the first year like as we figured out our voice it was difficult just like trying to figure out our schedules and Samantha's doing her freaking masters so like she was so busy but like honestly it's probably the best time for us to like kind of stumble and figure out because we were just like trying to figure out our own rhythm for the podcast right but so it was difficult at first but when she came back in March and we kind of like when she was done school and we both had like both our energies on the podcast and then she went away again I feel like we were in a better place than we were in the beginning Okay, so that coming home really helped that transition period. Yeah, and I mean, the master's just like, doing your master's just seems like it sucks, like, the soul out of everybody. So fair, (laughs) if she could, like, that she couldn't, like, she had to focus on her school. Right. Yeah, I would definitely say that through the first year, especially the points when I was like in my master's, um, that like stint, Vicky B really um, held it held it together for the group. Um, she really did was basically the front line of our podcast while I was in my master's. And like, I'll say it again and again, like without her, I don't know where it would have happened, but that master's was hard and adding that on top and then adding a time change on top of that was, right. it was very tricky because there's a five hour time change. So usually like, what I remember, it'd be like Vicky B would wait for me to finish school. So we would really, re- we would usually record at like 8 p.m. my time. And then it would be like, what, like, like three o'clock your time. So it was always like very like all over the place. But I think, I think getting, we started off in like very a rough spot. So we only kind of went up from there, I would say. It's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. you ladies really took it like a champ because it's definitely a grind and working with the time change and then, you know, a really heavy lifestyle with school. It's just, it's, it's like, it can be a lot. And I think it's, it's smart that you guys did pre-plan the ones you could. And then when she came back, you, you know, rekindled and, and did some more live episodes and then, yeah. So how do you think it's going to go from here? Cause I know you said your visa expires at the end of January. So then you'll come back and then do you guys typically get together once a week? Or do you pre-record a bunch of them in one day? Well, Vicky B, I don't know if your um, listeners know, Vicky B and I are cousins and we live 10 minutes away from each other and literally spend all of our lives together. So if we're not, convenient. <laughs> yeah. So even if we're not doing podcasting, she'll pop over with her mom for like a tea at night or like she'll walk in to use the gym at my house. So it's like, even in passing, we're like, oh, did you post that thing yet? Oh, how's that thing going? So I feel like it's always in, in talks, but in terms of recording, it's usually once a week. Okay. And, and you record yeah. just one episode when you get together. Yeah. yeah. In February, maybe we'll batch a few episodes. That's probably smart. Definitely. I never really thought that Definitely. far in advance. 
No, <laughs> I'm getting you guys not. thinking now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I know. What I find um, really good when, in terms of batching episodes, I like when we batch guest episodes because I feel like when it's just me and Vicky B talking, it's always better to have it as close to the date as possible because it keeps it really topical. For sure. But with a guest, it's usually about their past and their story. So that's something that I always find really good to batch because you can kind of throw it in wherever you need it. Right. And it's not time sensitive. Whereas if you're talking about the freaking election for an episode, you're like, okay, well, that's no longer usable because that was like you know, last week's news or two weeks ago news. So totally get that. Good way of thinking too for which ones to back and which ones not to. I feel like that comes with time and learning of all these recordings of like what fits when and where. Exactly. What are some podcast hosts you both look up to and podcasts you really enjoy listening to? Vicky B, you start with that. Sam, do you listen to podcasts now? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my stint after. <laughs> okay. Um, the first few podcasts I've ever listened to were like the Lady Gang. Um, love them. Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow, love her. Um, who else do I listen to? What We Said podcast is a podcast we like discovered through podcasting. Um, and those are yeah. like the three I've kind of switched between. Sometimes I'll listen to like a random episode from somewhere else. So very female but... heavy. Yes. Okay. Okay. So me, when I pitched the idea to start a podcast, I didn't even listen to podcasts. Um, <laughs> I just took a podcasting class and the, and my prof said that it's up and coming. And I'm like, Vicky V, this is why we need to do a podcast. It's up and coming. Let's buy our mics tonight. Amazon <laughs> Prime it. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> exactly um but the two podcasts that i actually do listen to because i have gotten into them um are call her daddy (laughs) and i listen to business of fashion podcast so those are the two i'll listen to consistently and nothing else essentially and And our own i listen back to our own (laughs) i I love listening back to your own it's it's like such like a nice feeling like oh that was such a good episode um yeah call her daddy is like so like entertainment based and sexual and then you have like a business podcast like I love that you're like okay what am I in the mood for today like what do I feel like do I want fire yeah do I need to and I just switch between those two that's it right right (laughs) that's so funny Um, am I gonna be a serious Sam today or a fun Sam today (laughs) I know are there I think that really sums I was gonna say I think that really sums me up I feel like I'm always like very one or the other so it really makes sense that's so (laughs) true like Hannah Montana you literally have two sides literally are there literally. any <laughs> podcast hosts that you take a lot from or like you kind of use their tips or techniques or their way of their flow of conversation that you take on for your own podcast I think definitely for me like uh, listening to Lady Gang Caitlin Bristow and what we said like they're all very conversational podcasts and always love like it sounds natural it, it sounds in the moment and candid so that's kind of how it's not like forced or anything where it feels like yeah. you're listening to an audiobook. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that there's any one particular person that I take like all of my information from. What I like about Call Her Daddy and Alex is just like energy levels. So I feel like with me, that's like the number one thing that I'm like most I focus on anyways is like my energy must always be as high as possible when on the podcast. So I feel like that's my like one thing that I always make sure is constant. Do you ever feel like Alex is over the top a bit, though? 
Um, yeah, but I honestly, I love it. You love it? <laughs> okay, because sometimes I listen to it, and yeah. there's obviously certain episodes where she has really freaking good guests, and then I'm like, Miley Cyrus, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to this one. But she just like, Literally. sometimes it's just like a little bit too much. I'm like, you just, like, she'll just say random things just to keep talking and it's like no let Miley talk like I want to hear Miley like that yes yes okay I will I will agree she doesn't know how to let a guest talk she just likes to hear her own voice but she she does say she likes to hear her own voice yeah yeah Um, and I get that but you have so many episodes to do your own thing I know yeah yeah I I actually yeah I really did notice that on the Miley episode specifically maybe because I really just listened to it to hear Miley talk so every time she would cut her off I'm like uh excuse me the queen is speaking yeah Please literally, talk. I literally thought the same thing <laughs> I literally thought the same thing um have you listened to her old podcast co-host uh Sophia with an F I think that's now what her podcast name is I listened to yes. like the trailer but I haven't listened to an episode yet yeah I haven't either but my sister like gave me all the tea and I was like oh my god this is is like, it good I've heard it was. Have you listened to it, Sam? I've listened to her first one, the first one when she talks kind of about the fallout and all of that. Um, Yeah, exactly. I haven't listened to the following one. I think she had like Milf Hunter on. I listened to that one as well. Um, And yeah, I just like don't know who to believe anymore. I don't know who to trust. I'm here for the tea. I'm not picking sides. I just, I'll listen to whatever's funny at this point. I'm here for Dave, (laughs) Dave Portnoy. Yeah, He's I'm on Dave. like, <laughs> I'm on Dave and Alex's side. Because he just like says how it is. He's like, listen, this is how it happened. Like, I, I, I don't know. He just seems like he doesn't have anyone to bullshit. Like, he's just like, this is just how it is. Like, I, I have no reason to lie. Yeah. And I'm a freaking millionaire. Like, exactly. No, I love Dave. Yeah, he's a good um, mediator, I you think. You do. That was the tea. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say that was the tea we all needed during quarantine. Like, oh, yeah. the amount of things that happened in social media during that, but that was tea that everyone needed. Yeah. What is something you've both failed at or a roadblock or obstacle that you fought through on the road to success? Heavy question, mm. I know. <laughs> I, Sam, do you wanna, or do you want me to go? Are you pausing because, are you pausing because you want me to start? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> No, I just feel like you're a bit a minute late, so I just wait for you to hear everything. <laughs> okay. Um, I would definitely say my masters. I know I keep talking about it, but there was a part in October, so like literally a month and a half in, when I literally felt like giving up. And then November, I was so de- I was so for sure I was gonna drop out, and I just was at kind of like my lowest part. I'd never really felt that way with education I always felt like I was like at least middle of the pack in like everything I did education wise and then coming into my master's I felt like at the complete bottom um, and couldn't see myself kind of even like getting higher than that so I think I was really really struggling um, and being away from home usually didn't affect me but in this current situation it really did um, so I feel like that was like a very very low point in my life um, and I think just sticking with it even though I like really wanted to give up I know it's super cliche, but, and I couldn't see a light at the tunnel, all cliche things, but getting through it and just being able to say like that is being put to bed was like the biggest success story, I think for myself. Good answer. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Not pre-planned. Off the top of my head. <laughs> um, for me, I would say definitely like the year, like after graduation was definitely a struggle with it just like transitioning from like knowing what you're doing university like having all your friends beside you like kind of like my last year in the sorority so I was older 
um, had like a huge support system. And then when you graduate, you got to start paying back your student loans. You're trying to figure out like how to work your way into your career. And then not re- like, and then I realized that this wasn't like my path. Like I didn't want to be in PR. So that was really hard. And just like trying to save money and like not going out all the time so I can pay off student loans. And it was just, it was really hard that entire year, just trying to figure I don't know how to be an adult and deal with like paying back student loans, like you're like where you're living, your relationships. Yeah, like more responsibilities. And yes. Definitely. And like, and when you graduate, like your friend, like during school, your friends are always around you. And when you graduate, like you're, you're, you have you're, to make the effort. They don't live in the hallway, like across the yeah. hall. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Exactly. Exactly. You have to pick up the phone. You have to go out. Like you have to make the effort. Which in the first year, I think, like, I was like, no, I don't want to, like, I don't want to spend money. Like, I'm trying to save for student loans. So it was just, like, a struggle, like, trying to figure out, like, what you need and what you don't need and, like, your values and stuff like that. It was just, like, kind of, like, a year of, like, coming into your own, but it's hard to do so. Totally. Yeah. Really good answer as well. And just to piggyback off the friend thing, I feel like it's really telling who you remain friends with after going away to school. It's a little bit different than staying at home um, because exactly, you have to pick up the phone. You have to make that effort. You're not just, you can just meet at a pre and it's like, okay, well, you've caught up or you're getting food because they live, you know, five minutes walking in the other student house. So I think it, it really tells you a lot about someone and, and how they go ahead with making their decisions and their life choices and kind of what their end goal that they're seeing is versus yours. Yeah, and it's also, like, stepping out of your own pride because it's, like, why aren't they calling me? Like, why aren't they checking up on me? Exactly, like, everyone's doing their own thing, and you can try, and if they don't give you the energy you need back, that's when you can, like, be, like, okay, maybe, you know, I they're not my closest friend right now, so I'm going to focus my energy on these people. Yeah, totally, and it it happens sometimes where, like, you take a break from one another because you're both busy with your own lives and then circle back few years later and definitely maybe don't pick up where you left off but now like a whole new kind of friendships growing from it um and you've experienced so much in that time apart that you're coming back almost like with a fresh like sense of what's going on absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. exactly what makes you feel inspired or like your best selves hmm (laughs) whoa um i keep (laughs) Honestly, like, I I always feel the best when I'm, like, talking to people, like, when we have guests on our podcast, when Sammy and Z and I are talking through something, like, I love... Like, the social interactions? Yes. I love people. I love connecting with people. I love stories. And that's You're when I You're a people person. <laughs> exactly. I'm a people yeah. person. I'm a storyteller. And honestly like it took me so long to kind of figure out those passions right there when it was like right in front of me like for sure for so long but that's when I feel like inspired yeah and when I hear other people's stories and what they've been through love it love it I yeah I would definitely piggyback off Vicky B's answer I think that like just being in any type of social scene is definitely like where I feel like my happiest most energetic self definitely family time as well i feel like me and vicky come from a really big italian family so whenever we all get together that like definitely inspires me and makes me really happy 
also really as you guys know like i love clothes i love fashion i love just like looking at art and anything related kind of in that like visual sense so anything visually appealing also gets me really excited <laughs> oh yes and just like helping women like i love that our podcast like when we hear that an episode or like us talking through our struggles has really helped someone like love that people can feel like they're not alone in something or feel like i love empowering other women it's a good like feeling and uh like you've made a difference in the world in some yeah and i feel like women and girls don't know their own like strength enough just because like we've been pitted against each other or like we're living in a man's world so yeah no all the extra empowerment and support you can get is like needed in this world absolutely i follow an influencer um she actually used to live in the gta but then she moved to with her husband to the u.s but um she constantly does these things on her stories like um what what are they called not assumptions um unpopular opinions i think that's what she calls them and basically just like okay. nobody likes pineapple on pizza and then people vote yes or no and i just like love looking at these because she always has like 10 Fun. A day, and then i get to like see like oh what do i think um and one of them was um girls hype each other up more on social media than they do in real life like they're a little bit more fake about it and then in person they wouldn't they wouldn't say the same comment that they did on your picture like just yes like, queen yeah sure and a girl. lot of people voted agreed because you know with with everything now with TikTok, like so many social media apps and like it's so much more you're so much more able to build relationships right through social media you don't even have to meet the person in real life i do see a lot of that and i feel like it was like kind of like a wake-up call to remind yourself like the next time you feel like you need to compliment someone or you like someone's outfit or dress or whatever just say it like i remember sometimes at school um my friend at the time we would be walking home like oh i love her outfit she's like you should go tell her you probably will make her day i'm like you know what i'm gonna go tell her and i like would walk up to her and go tell her because like you don't know what that person's going through or like what's that little little comment like what's the worst you can do be like thanks and like walk away and be like whatever about it or she's like oh my god thanks like i i thought about what i was gonna wear today as opposed to just throwing on whatever Especially since women put yeah. so much into their, like, looks, Appearance, too. absolutely. Sometimes it's nice just to be like, you know what? Your skin looks good today. Yeah. Like, oh, thank that's you. The My 10th yeah. routine is freaking working. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Vicky, but you start with that. I don't even know what career I'm pursuing anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, this one might be tough because, like, you also have the podcast. Like, I don't know if you're wanting maybe to try to make this full-time at some point. I would just say, like, take risks. Like, try different things and, like, don't get – like, don't feel like you're stuck in something that, like, you're really not stuck. You can – you make your own choices and – it's better to take risks now than like when you're retired and like right. trying to find and follow your passions. Like do it now. Don't wait. Use your twenties. Don't abuse them. Yes. Love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I would have to piggyback off Vicky B with that as well. I think like any advice I could give someone and keep kind of trying to tell myself is just like stay authentic to yourself. Like I feel like even me right now when I'm like, looking for jobs for the future, I'm just like, oh, I guess I could kind of make this work. Like, oh, I guess I could kind of make this work if I apply for this because I just need a job. I think it's, like, really important to, like, stay authentic to, like, what you love and stay authentic to, like, who you are and not just try to fit yourself into, like, a job application because it could work. And I'm still working on that myself, but I feel like that's something that we often do in our 20s. Do you ever – 
do you, either you ever feel like you have imposter syndrome when you are applying jobs being like, oh, I'm not good oh. enough. Or like they think <laughs> they need X, Y, and Z like, and you don't even bother applying. Or are you like, no, I'm going to apply and see what happens. Girl, like imposter syndrome. Oh, like gets me so good when I'm applying. Like we had a whole episode about like self-doubt yeah. and imposter syndrome and just like, like not like when you don't meet like one of the requirements and you're like I can't apply to this or like even in jobs like when my first year like in that PR job I was like when am I gonna get fired like they're gonna find out like I'm not I'm not cut out for this so yeah honestly I always fully relate to that yeah Yeah, same literally yeah in that episode that we talked about it was like all we said we're like we're imposters in everything we do in school like in work every time we go into something where it's like oh I'm not good enough for this like they're gonna see through me and it's just like not true and no one should everyone needs to that needs to go away even though it's impossible everyone needs to push it out right out of their minds right. yeah what really helps me is thinking like okay if a man would apply to this no problem like meet one requirement in applying to a job and apply anyways like then I I can do it too like I'll just like pretend I have a man's confidence because if they can do it, then good way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of like empowers you. Like if a man can do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And what someone told me also was like, if someone, if anyone else, if someone else has done this job before you can too, it's just a matter of learning it. Um, And then also like when it comes to like applying for jobs or finding a career, like it's all about transferable skills and you can make literally anything look like something else just by like finding one thing that can be transferable so I feel like it can work anything can work out it's just a matter of like believing it and believing what you're writing and saying absolutely absolutely yeah what were just a lighthearted question your first jobs you ever had like as a teenager my first job I was working at a cafe I was just like I was called the pastry girl so I like took pastry section I Sherway Gardens was called Fiamma if anyone knows it yeah yeah how old were you were you like 16 15 okay I think I was grade 10 okay and how was your experience yeah I, like um it was it was fun like, did it are... teach you a lot as like uh your first job like people skills or yeah I, I don't know I feel <laughs> like it was just like fun like we were all close and we just joked around I've definitely learned like probably like my first at customer service and dealing with people, but probably like not in the best way anyways. Um, but I don't know what it, what it taught me. I guess. Okay. Working, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have an <laughs> answer my first for that. Job. Like I just was trying to make money and go buy makeup at the mall. Like <laughs> literally I was trying to buy fancy dresses to wear to school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So go figure my first job was also in Sherway Gardens all of our friends worked in Sherway Gardens we were like the show 16 like everyone worked in (laughs) Sherway Gardens (laughs) um and my first job was at Hollister Hollister. yeah and um I was actually the youngest there you had to actually be 17 to work there and I fully lied and said I was 16 I mean I said I was 17 when I was 16 and that was a whole other thing because they asked me for my license when I was like for, to fill out the information and I was like oh sorry I don't have my license and they're like okay well when you get it let us know and I just never, never. gave it to them <laughs> <laughs> so I was the youngest there for like a year and I was there for like a while I think I was there for like a year and a half 
why did they have to like have your license on file though like why would you need to be 17 or Hollister? is it like the music i literally play? have like like what's the I difference between no 16 idea. and they... 17 like i get it if it's like 16 and 18 <laughs> or 19 like the drinking age or like buy lottery tickets but like 16 definitely like who cares yeah, I literally have no idea, um, but I lied and said I was 16, and then on my 17th birthday, I think the manager found out it was my birthday, and then I think it all just came full circle, and he was just like, all right, we'll never speak of this again. <laughs> That's so funny. And were you like, uh, yeah. what did you do in the store? Were you, did you like fold clothes? Were you a cashier? Like, did they have different roles? Or um, Yeah, so you basically did all of that. So I did like change rooms. You got rotated change rooms, folding clothes, cashier, kind of did it all. Um, I remember i think i i think i liked it i think i did like it i don't I, i'm sure i had like it, moments when i didn't like it um but for the most part i think i did enjoy myself working there as my first job the music was always really fun you always smelt really nice after you'd leave like you would everyone would always spray themselves with like, the store smell before you'd like leave work <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I remember, I remember one problem with the store. Like by the time I was leaving, like when I was like at the end of my hoster career, they were changing these rules. But we used to have to wear flip flops at all times, even in January. Ugh. You'd be wearing flip flops, so your feet, like everyone else, would be trekking snow and nasty shit in, and you'd still be in flip flops. It was so gross. So you would just change when you got there. Um, but yeah, it's awful, and obviously we all know like Halster's not what it used to be. And it's not but, like, like safe either. Like I, I mean, what's the worst? No you some clothes, but it's like yeah. What if like something hurts your foot because you're not wearing an enclosed shoe? Like now it's exactly. like exactly. There's no flip flops allowed in the workplace. No, absolutely not. And by like I was saying, by the time I was just like exiting that atmosphere, they yeah. had put in like you could wear Converse, you could wear like um cute like boots and combat boots and stuff. Okay, but, like, well, that's good. At, at the beginning. Of yeah, at the beginning of that career, like when I was 16, it was like a flip-flops only location. <laughs> oh my. Um, too much. It's for too sure. Much. For sure. That's a lot as like a 16, 17-year-old. Um, would you see yourself podcasting full-time or do you think that this is just like a hobby for now, like a side gig? I would absolutely, me and the Khabib would both love to make this into a full-time thing. So Agreed. when sponsors start to get involved and like you're, you really see that growth and you're able to take full time. You you take the leap and do so. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so definitely. We want to be our own bosses. That's kind of both. That's always been kind of both of our like dreams growing up, regardless of like what it was. Like be our own bosses, and this just seems like a get so to fitting. be my own boss. Get, yeah, get to do it with Vicky B and just like chat. It'd be great. I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, this is so fun. Like, who wouldn't? Like, time like feels like I don't even know how long we've been talking, and it feels like it's been five minutes. Like, I know it's like to think that people get paid, like Joe Rogan, biggest podcaster on the freaking planet, just yeah. to like, sit and talk for a few hours, and like gets paid, like paid with these sponsored ads, and like yeah. <laughs> Spotify giving him all this money, and just like just to sit and have like whiskey on the rocks with it, like Matthew McConaughey or Elon Musk. Like, okay. Yeah, no, and you like, just shoot I know, the right? shit for yeah. like eight hours yeah. a day. Your job is just to talk and have fun. Like, okay, <laughs> and then, sign me yeah. up. Yeah, and then at that point, you probably have someone editing your podcast and doing like social. Oh, so it's like you're literally just want. talking. <laughs> yeah, you're a voice, literally. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys edit your own podcast right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what do you edit yeah. on? I edit on Audacity. Okay. Just because I know a lot of people do GarageBand, but audacity is like something we learned in j school so i don't know i just i just carried it through yeah crossman i would definitely say is a good like beginner spot but it's like 
there's so many more tools in audacity or uh, adobe audition uh, yeah. well i'm just like a huge adobe creative crowd like clouds like i like all of the applications i think Adobe's yes amazing. one day um, we'll be on adobe too maybe if i can f- ever figure it out once we have a gotcha. sponsor who can pay for it for us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny and all of your equipment did you purchase that on amazon did you guys go like to best buy like where where did you kind of figure out so we started off with a mic like a little mic that my mom had because she at one point wanted to start a podcast and we just shared one little mic and just that the stand didn't even work and we just like would put it in like cups and stuff and just start with that um and then I think we did have a mic in between this. I don't remember. Vicky B had a snow, like what, a circular mic. Mm-hmm. The and then I was still. Yes. Those and then for 20 years ago on YouTube, lots of YouTubers Ooh. started with that one. Exactly. exactly. And then for, for Vicky B's birthday this year, I was just on Amazon and was kind of comparing which one seemed the best. And then we came on to these and I bought Vicky B one for her birthday. And then once I got back to the UK, I bought myself one. Nice. <laughs> well, nice. actually, I need to I need to correct myself. I didn't just buy this. It was like our whole friend group bought her the mic together. Oh, okay. Okay. That's such a yeah. great gift. That's so thoughtful because you're like, I want my good audio. Like this is I'm obviously going to use this. And even if you were to stop podcasting, I feel like being in the media world, you always at some point will find use for the mic again. So like as someone in the media hub, I think it's a good investment to make. I agree. Especially a podcast. Like you want your audio to be as good as it can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What is your favorite memory together? That is the hardest question you've asked yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, like we grew up together. We did camps together. We went to high school together. We did like our Italy. We went um, on our first trip away from like without our parents to Italy together. So probably like that. That was just Italy. The going away. Yeah, trip. in grade eleven. Yeah. And then in Europe, you could drink, and we were like sixteen, and we both like liked boys on the trip, and it was just it was fun. It was funny, yeah. Yeah, I I I have to agree. Yeah, it was really fun. We went. If you ever heard of it, it was like Blythe Academy went through. Oh yeah, like a Blythe Academy trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did English. We did English in Italy. Yeah, Um, my sister did English in Mexico. So yeah, she loved it. It was the best. You know, literally credit you'll the easiest credit you'll forget. Yeah. Yeah, and it was good, and I think, yeah, definitely brought us really, we were already so close, but that trip was like next level, brought us definitely like attached at the hip ever since, for sure. Cute, that sounds really nice, and how yeah. long were you there for? A month. A month, okay. Yeah. And you both did well in the course, I'm assuming? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. You pay for what you Glowing. get, right? <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> um, and the last question I usually end off with is, are you happy with the direction of life taken? I would say <laughs> it's heavy. It's definitely ye- like, uh, I would say, yeah, that's really hard because the pandemic has taken off, like has kind of like derailed absolutely all of my personal plans. Um, so I would say I'm as happy as I guess I can be in like, like I'm currently in lockdown in the UK as I could be back in lockdown. Right. So with the current circumstances, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. And Vicky? Yeah. I would say like, Yes. All I really want right now is like clarity in my next steps. So I'm definitely happy. I'm glad I moved home. I'm glad that we started our own podcast. Really happy with that. And like my freedom to have like the freelance jobs that I have and still can make a bit of money. 
So I'm happy, like really grateful for that. But like my next thing is I just really want clarity in my next career steps. That's a good answer. I like that because yeah. I feel like that will then lead you to your next steps after that and so on and so forth. Yeah, just having like a bit more of like a direction yeah. would be nice. For sure, for sure. Well, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add? No, I, this was so fun. Thanks so much for having us. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys both taking the time out to do this, especially with like the time difference for you, Sam. Like I, it means a lot that you guys could hop on this. I was saying I, I could see like, I could see my screen and like the lighting switch because it's like pitch black outside now and we started when it was sunny so I like could see like you guys are still bright and I'm just like dark and like starting to fade out. Yeah, like, oh, we just woke up and then you're like, I don't yeah, my window's like, like brighter time. over here. Too. Yeah, because yours is bright. Too. It's really bright. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, you can't even see the side of my face. But I guess, yeah, no, this was amazing. Um, Oh, plug your yeah. plug your socials. That's what I was just about to do. I was like, I, I can't forget. Of course uh, not. <laughs> please follow us on at Stumbling Along with two S's and listen to our podcast, Stumbling Along, on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And yeah, leave a review, share with your friends. That'd be awesome. We're really trying to grow. Thank you so much, ladies. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you were all able to take something away from Vicky B and Sammy Z's journey. Don't forget to check out Stumbling Along on all social media platforms, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.